two-year-olds are, are humans, right? With, with big feelings and a lot of feelings um, and having all those different personalities um, and being able to tap into that individual person at the same time as doing what's best for the greater good of the classroom, um, I think directly correlates to running a business. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Chelsea Milkman of the Doe Project. Chelsea, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped into the interview, I wanted to read a little bit more about Chelsea so you can hear about all the awesome things she's doing. And as an early childhood educator and founder and CEO of the Doe Project, Chelsea is on a mission to make playtime easy, enriching, and, well, fun. Inspired by the values held at the core of her preschool classroom for 10 plus years, Chelsea built the Doe Project on the foundation belief that kid-powered playtime is essential for learning and cultivating creativity, both in the classroom and, more importantly, at home. Using all natural and plant-based ingredients, the Dough Project encourages process-based play through jars of fresh Play-Doh and DIY kits complete with all the ingredients you need to bring that classroom magic to life at home. Chelsea, super excited to hear all the awesome things you're doing, all the fun you're having and helping people to have. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO <laughs> community? We do. We have a lot of fun over here. Yes, absolutely. So let's let's jump in a, a little bit. Um, before we hear a little bit about all the fun and all the awesome things you're doing, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. So I was a preschool teacher, like you just said, um, for a long time. And I made Play-Doh probably every week of my 10 years as a pre- as a classroom teacher. I worked with kids who were two, three, four. Um, five-year-olds as well. And we made Play-Doh every single week without fail. And it was by far the most valuable experience, Um, more language development, um, social skills, problem solving, creativity, everything seemed to happen at my Play-Doh table. Um, And I really believed very strongly that a big part of that was because the kids made it themselves. Um, And it wasn't just a material that I provided for them. It was, it became a sort of ritual in our classroom where the kids would say, this week we want to make yellow and others would say no green and we would vote and we would all come together and find the ingredients. And it was just such a special um, part of really every classroom I had, regardless of the age. And so when I set out to build a product, the most important thing to me, aside from it being really, you know, high quality ingredients and all of that, was that we had this make your own dough, our DIY kit experience. Um, Yes, ready-made jars are important and they're great and Play-Doh is an amazing tool, but it's really that, that getting in there and having the kids make their own materials for play that really inspired the Doe Project. Nice. I absolutely love that. And, and the word that really stuck out to me and the word I was thinking, you know, I think even before you said it was experience, because I think, you know, going back to, you know, being able to kind of create everything, just the, the imagination and all those things I imagine happening, like for those children, I think it's something that sometimes we forget about as we get older, but it's such a precious time. And it's something that we need to kind of have within our lives as well 
well, too, in addition to the children that sometimes we're doing it with. Totally, totally. It was like they were just so amazed and we did it every week and it never got old, ever, never, ever, ever (laughs) did anyone say, oh, we made Play-Doh last week. They were equally excited to watch, to pour the water, to to watch it cook over the stove. They took turns. They argued. And it was just such a beautiful experience every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think um, as you kind of spoke to um, the opportunity to get to develop and make it your own is one of those really beautiful things. And, you know, the people that are listening to this, the entrepreneurs, the CEOs and business owners, a lot of times you're creating your own pathway. And it sounds like much of the same experience. And sometimes we're using different dough and different play, play dough that we're using, but at the same time, it's creating and and, kind of, you know, seeing a vision for life and business and so many things in your own way and get to, to reproduce that. Yeah, there's something pretty awesome about creating something from nothing. And I think that the kids really appreciate that and get that. And as an entrepreneur, that has been like the the coolest part for me is that this didn't exist and now it exists. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear what does exist. What have you been able to create? How does it make an impact and how do you serve the clients you work with? Sure. So we originally started doing events and classes and birthday parties Um, as a teacher. That was definitely my comfort zone was actually working with kids. Um, We started making dough and party favors and, um, all of these things out of my little tiny apartment in New York City. Um, And we are now a full e-com brand. We are um, shipping dough all over the country. And we are now in um, also Nordstrom locations across the country as well. Um, We have a team. We are making families happy and playing um, all over the place and actually in Canada as well. So super proud of how far we've come in a short time. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that the the pandemic probably had something a little with that doing that uh, conversion into that, that little you know, pivot we took just there. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because it was actually something that I had really wanted to do beforehand. And, um, you know, when you're starting out as something, you sort of like you follow wherever the customers are and wherever your really your comfort zone is. And again, as a teacher, that's where mine was. And also that's where family saw my strengths. So they wanted me to come to the parties and they wanted us to teach the kids and do all of this stuff. And then I had no choice. All of our events got canceled overnight and we still needed to get our mission to as many families as we could and get our play out there. Um, And it turned out to be a total blessing for us because we were able to reach way more families, um, way more kids and way more places than we ever could by doing birthday parties um, in the city. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And and I, I love I just I love everything that you, you've been able to build and, and create. And I, there's so many parallels to business. And when you think about, okay, well, maybe you don't have enough water, you know, for your dough. So you have to get um, creative about like how you're going to create something. A lot of times during that, you know, pandemic period, which we're still kind of going through, you have to be creative and you have to look innovatively in, in different solutions to be able to still, you know, at the end of the day, solve your mission. Totally. And that's been my, honestly, that's my favorite part of being being a, a CEO and a leader is coming up with the, the hard problems, coming up to them and figuring them out, right? Like that's so much about being a teacher. And there are so many parallels between leading a classroom and leading a company that for me, even though I had absolutely no business training at all whatsoever, 
it sort of comes very naturally to me because as a classroom teacher, you're just putting out fires and coming up with solutions and making plans to hit your goals for each kid in your class. And that's what we do as, as leaders, right? We're helping our team reach their potential to hit the goals that we set. Um, and it's when the problems come. I don't know if you remember earlier in the pandemic, there was a huge flower shortage. Oh, yeah. um, you couldn't get flour. And we were like, well, we can't make dough without flour. So my husband's in the restaurant business. We ended up going to the kitchens and finding flour from there and schlepping it back to our factory and literally carrying 50 pound bags of flour to where we were going. And it was just like, this is what it's all about. The nitty gritty scrappiness of being in business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, uh, figure out ability, if that's even a word, I'm just going to make it a word. Um, but a lot of times you can't teach that even if you have all the business experience in the world, like there's going to be, you know, pivots that you have to make, there's going to be um, things that you have to like, find a new innovative solution for. So to be able to do that, like you do in the classroom is absolutely remarkable. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And it could be for yourself personally, the business or a combination of both, but is it that ability to sometimes find a way out of no way that you feel like sets you apart and makes you do? Totally. I think that my teaching experience um, is absolutely my secret sauce. There's something pretty, pretty cool about leading a, a room of, you know, 15 to 22 and three year olds um, and having that go relatively smoothly. Um, and after you can do that and get, you know, 15 two year olds to take a nap at the same time um, or get all of their diapers changed in, you know, a 20 minute period you can pretty much figure out a way to, out of any problem. Um, and I think that that, that, um, that ability to sort of, there's a really big emotional piece that comes with teaching and you're dealing with, you know, two-year-olds are, are humans, right? With, with big feelings and a lot of feelings um, and having all those different personalities um, and being able to tap into that individual person at the same time as doing what's best for the greater good of the classroom. Um, I think directly correlates to running a business where we're tapping into the needs of our employees and our team and really digging into the emotional component of having a job and, you know, a company. And then at the same time, meeting the goals of the, the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing and of course, being able to kind of do that as well, too. Um, I used to actually go to preschools and I would run sports camps at preschools. So I always said, you know, I always had much respect for all the teachers that were actually there because I used to rotate to different ones. But I said it, it was always awesome to have um, a classroom of kids. And if you had two kids go opposite ways, then that just could throw off the entire classroom. It could throw so, off everything. <laughs> so totally. I really appreciate you yeah, for doing that and remind us of how important that is in the work that we do. Yeah, teachers are are pretty special. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So um, very on brand for me, I would say I find time to play every single day. Um, whether or not that's playing with the jar of dough that is on my desk at all times or throwing the ball for my dog um, every day in the park. I think that playing is something that gets eliminated from adults' day. And it's such a pity and such a shame because when you take a break from your screen and you're and, and not playing a, a video game, like playing with using your hands, um, it clears my head. It centers me um, after a tough call or a, a tough anything. 
I'll just walk away and I'll get my dough and I'll try to be creative for a few minutes. And that by far is the only thing that can sort of reset me and reboot for, for the next part of my day. Yeah. I I love that. And, um, you know, there's so much, I guess, you know, data and information that's coming out about the benefits of taking time out to rest, to play, to do all of those things that we kind of got away from, you know, as we started to go throughout our lives. And you even see it in in kind of schools as well, too, where a lot of times the play is taken away so that you can just focus on the academic rigors. But a lot of the creativity that we need to um, create those solutions to be able to make sure that we're in peace as well too, come from stepping away. So I love that hack because it's something that we can sometimes forget in the hustle and bustle of the day to day life. Totally, totally. And it's so important and meditating and all of the apps and all of the amazing things out there um, are also incredible tools to practice mindfulness in your day. But good old fashioned play um, goes a really long way. Yeah, absolutely. Something we definitely can't forget. So I I love that you obviously create something and of course, practice, uh, you know, what you preach as well, too. So (laughs) I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Well, I was, like I said, not in business as my younger self. And I would really just say, trust yourself and trust the process because you know a lot more than you think you know. And if someone told me I would be running a business, an e-com company, um, with a huge team and, you know, shipping product and negotiating shipping rates and all of these things that I'm doing that I never in a million years thought I would be doing, I would have said, no way, I don't know how to do that. Um, and to really just value the skills and the experience that you develop along the way and realize that with a little finessing, you can really apply them um, to anything you set your mind to and what you want to do. And no experience is not valuable to that. And you can really, if you have a goal and you have a a dream, trust that you can figure out how to accomplish it. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Chelsea, what does being a CEO mean to you? Hmm, I love that question. Um, For me, being a CEO is very tied into being a founder at this point and being a, being a person who has a goal And like we said, a figure outer, um, being able to figure out how to accomplish that goal, Um, whether it's rallying the team, rallying the troops, building morale, um, the all the nitty gritty of the actual business and all the different departments and all of the different things that go on in your day is obviously critical to being a CEO. But the crux of it for me is the, like we said, developing something from nothing and figuring out how to get things done in the most efficient, you know, cost-effective morale building way possible. Um, So for me, that's what it's all about is ultimately being a figure outer. Awesome. 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 Well, Chelsea, truly appreciate that definition. And I, of course, I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do now was patch you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Absolutely. Well, you can find us at thedoughproject.com. We are shipping as quickly as we possibly can to meet all of the holiday demand right now. Um, but doughproject.com, reach out to us on Instagram at the Doe Project. Um, you can find us in Nordstrom stores, check us out. Um, and I hope everybody is just finding lots of ways to bring play into their homes.
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that, Chelsea. We will have the links and information in the show notes too, so that everybody can get a hold of with you and, and get in contact. But I love everything that you've been able to obviously build and that you're helping people to do. I think um, one of the things that I truly believe about leaders, leadership and people that are making an impact, they're not just doing it for themselves, but they're also teaching people how to fish, so to speak, teaching them how to do it themselves. And I love everything you created because I think it kind of recalls those things and that creativity that we need you know, now in the present, but also in the future. So thank you so much for building everything and hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much, Fresh. Same to you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.